episode of Beyond the Barns, Walworth County Fairgrounds podcast. I'm Melody Judge. I'm Larry Gaffey. And welcome to our very first very first episode. Yes, so, um, yeah, very excited. We've been kind of wanting to start this for a while, but, um, as what, what is it, what is the uh, term? Good things come to those who wait. Is right. that what it is? Right. We, hope, we hope it's good things. Yeah. Anyway, it's very informative. Absolutely. And that's what we, uh, want this to be informative and, um, just kind of, uh, a lot about, uh, information about the Walworth County Fairgrounds. Yeah. There's a lot of myths out there mm-hmm. uh, about the fairgrounds, how it operates, what it is. Um, right. Who owns it? Uh, who does own it? It's a membership organization. Okay. You know, Talk about that a little a bit. a lot of people. It's, it's owned by the Walworth County Agricultural Society, which was started a oh, hundred years ago or more. Um, and they, as a member, you have the right to vote for a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, they vote for uh, nine directors, three of whom are up for election every year. And those are the folks that are in charge of the fairgrounds. They're in charge of hiring uh, staff and making sure that the place operates in a fiscally responsible manner and, and continues to be able to provide educational opportunities related to agriculture, uh, facilities for sure, um, and entertainment for the greater Walworth County area. Mm-hmm. And how many board members do we have? Nine. Nine board yeah. members. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, three are up for election every year. Okay. And when does that take place? Uh, it takes place in December. I think it's the first or second week of December. Okay. Um, and if somebody wants to run for the board, they just, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. You have to be a member. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Okay. You can be a member in two different ways. One is to buy a lifetime pass to the, to the Walworth County Fair. And can you do that anytime? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then also um, you can buy a season pass to the fair, but you have to register in the fair office if you want to vote. And uh, that's that's who the membership are. Okay. Yeah. And so we hold a, uh, a, a membership meeting once a year, and that's when the elections are held. And, um, and then the, the board, however that's comprised, takes over management of the fairgrounds. That's how it works. So- uh, a lot of county fairgrounds around the country are owned by the county or their or some sort of government entity, mm-hmm. and uh, so they 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 have government funding or county funding to kind of operate and maintain the facilities and all of that. And that's the pro. That's you know instead of like a con, that's kind of a pro in that category for those fairgrounds. It is. It is. But there's there's some negative things to that too. Sure. I mean, we can operate a little bit more. Freely make decisions a little more quickly, um, respond to the market quickly. Um, Us being a membership organization, which is we are a five hundred one c three nonprofit, and uh, in that, um, people can make donations. Um, There are sponsors that sponsor events here. It's a tax deductible uh, thing, Um, but with being a private nonprofit, we're responsible for our own repairs our own facility upkeep, Correct. all of that sort of thing. And if the, if the place doesn't, if it loses money, um, that's bad. That's really bad. So we've, uh, the last seven, eight years, the board has, has, uh, has been striving to bring in additional income outside of the fair. Mm-hmm. The fair itself is, has not been a profitable event for a long, long, long time. That is so surprising to so many people. Yeah. Why isn't it? Um, I think it's, you know, the expectations of what things cost 
um, have changed. Mm -hmm. Entertainment, um, you know, even utilities, insurance, things like that. I mean, our our insurance premium for the year is well over a hundred thousand dollars. Our um, utilities are one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more wow. every year. Wow! And uh, you know, and that that ha that's leveled off mm -hmm. surprisingly, even with the added events that we've done. That that bill has not gone up. Um, so anyway, and then you know, of course, payroll and all those things. All those things have changed, and just keeping the grounds ready to go for the annual county fair is very very expensive. And we've got what 50, 60 buildings here that need to be maintained as well. Right. So, uh, and then repairs and materials and things like that have gotten more expensive over the years, and certainly feeling it now with the, with the inflation and all of that. Um, but that's that's why I mean, just keeping the place ready for the annual fair has become more expensive. The entertainment on top of it, you know, back in the day, um, you know, bands like Alabama would have been twenty five maybe $30,000 and they would come and do two performances a day at the Walworth County fair. That band two performances a day. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. And, and now Alabama and they're, let's face it. They're what in their seventies, mm -hmm. maybe eighties, 250. Don't say that. <laughs> it doesn't seem yeah. like that. Right. <laughs> but that same, same band um, who was popular back then, they're still popular, but they don't have current music or mm -hmm. anything. $250,000. From thirty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so you know to bring in high quality national acts and things like that's become more expensive. Yes, we've started mm -hmm. charging for grandstand shows. Had to, uh, otherwise we just wouldn't be able to do them. Right. Uh, that, so exactly. Just go away. Otherwise, you you're not. A lot of people want current headliners, and you know, and that type of thing. And that's and that's one of the reasons why. Yep. Yeah. And and for the last six years, uh, the concerts have paid for themselves. They're not a pro big profit thing but they've made enough to pay for it. And, and that goes back to the Walworth County Fair is really, it's a community event. It, mm -hmm. It's done to, to add to the quality of life of Walworth County and keep people connected to agriculture. And, and the entertainment is one of the ways that we attract people to come here so that we can sort of connect them to the agricultural community. Right, exactly. One thing that uh, I've seen since we moved here and obviously been uh attending the fairs and everything and all the events here but um everybody there's so many families that come back here for vacation take vacation time yeah. or take time off of work to volunteer at the fairgrounds right. during the fair week yeah it's so amazing it is amazing i mean i mean the county fair itself hundreds of volunteers to make that happen but we also have paid staff of over 250 people mm -hmm. during the fair i think about that right you know um so, yeah, the fair itself is an expensive thing to do, but it's not done to turn a profit. But it certainly shouldn't be done to lose money either. Mm -hmm. So we're working our best to make sure that that's a, at least a break-even break venture. And we made big strides towards that last year. So uh, that's happening. So we do all these other events. The board, you know, they did a long-term strategic plan with, a, with an expert in event facilities. And uh, that was done seven years ago. We've knocked off everything that this consultant has said to do, and it's paid off in spades. Um, you know, we've improved our horse area, and horse shows are, can be a very uh, profitable uh, sort of, I guess, industry segment to work with. Um, people, uh, there are a lot of people that do do horse shows. Um, barrel racing is one of the biggest things. Our biggest barrel race of the year is the Wisconsin State Championships, and we'll have 450 to 500 horses here running. It's an amazing sight yeah, to see. It really is, yep. Yeah. And it's because of the investment that 
the Ag Society made in that equine facility that we were able to attract shows like that. And it, it has big impact. You know, that and other events have a big impact on the community. Mm-hmm. Hotels and restaurants and stores Very and true. things like that. So, um, yeah. So we do these other events to try and offset the expense of, of holding the annual fair. And um, it's working. I mean, we, for the last, you know, we've had a couple bumpy years the last, you know, 2018, we had flooding. Um, but luckily, prior to that, we'd had a really good year. Um, 2019, after the flood, you know, we recovered from the, the flooding and uh, got the books right again. Well, then 2020 happened, coronavirus and all that uh, just craziness. So, uh, but 2021 was a record year, so we were able to recover from that. And mm-hmm. so we, we've been able to, to maintain um, financially and do things in a, in a way that have helped keep this place sustainable. Um, we've, the board's made good decisions on, on what capital projects to invest in that will help us become more self-sustaining. You know? So uh, that's, that's why we do all these other events now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the fairgrounds, um, you, t- you touched on the horse shows uh, that are on the fairgrounds. And I feel like that the fairgrounds is one big, obviously entity, but then you have umbrellas, like one branch of that is the equestrian center. We do have campgrounds that yep. are, that are here as well. And there's so many different things happening. So many different events happening, mo- multiple events, maybe in one weekend. Oh yeah. Well, it's last, crazy. Yeah, last Saturday we had, um, the dairy breakfast, of course. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. But the same day, we had the Midwest Carriage Classic Horse Show going on, mm-hmm. which was a beautiful sight to see. Um, and then that evening, we had truck and tractor pulls. Right. You know, and a lot of weekends are like that here. I mean, this weekend, we've got two events going on as well. Uh, we have a horse show. Uh, it's the... Uh, what is it? it is Southeast. the Southeast Wisconsin yep. Miniature Equine Club. Yep. Miniature horse show. Yes. And then we've got flea market this week. Of course. Yes. And they're already coming in and prepping the grounds and things like that for the flea mm-hmm. market. And I think most people know that's a pretty massive event. It is. Yeah, yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. They do a great job. Yes. And then, of course, uh, July 1st you know, and 2nd. I'll go back to this flea market thing. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't know that people around here realize it, uh, but people around the country know that the Elkhorn Antique Flea Market is one of the best antique flea markets in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prior to us moving here, my mother lives in Iowa. She's She's been to the Elkhorn Flea Market many times, and we, we get people from multiple states that come to that event. It's a big deal. It is huge yeah. deal. I mean, they take over the whole grounds. Yeah, they do. So uh, if you are you know, a bargain, bargain hunter, or you just want to find that certain something that uh, you've been looking for for years, attend the Elkhorn antique flea market yeah. chances are you're going to walk away not only with that but a whole lot of other things you and i went through the last one at, in may and we weren't looking for anything in particular but right. it's kind of interesting to see what people have come up with that maybe is an antique or a collectible right. now or something like that and like within 10 minutes, we bought like a five foot blow mold Santa Claus to put in our yard. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we need yeah, more Christmas we sure did. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you just never know what you find. It's like, ah, oh, we got to have that. I know. And then you think about all those things that you put away or you, or you tossed when you were a kid. Why didn't we save all oh, of yeah. those toys? Because now, right now yeah. they're, they're hot sometimes. I want all my and Tonka trucks back. Exactly. Or lunch boxes or whatever the case may <laughs> yeah, be. So right. it's fun. It's a really cool event. Yep. So that's for sure. Um, and then of course, bull riding, we have July 1st and 2nd. Yep, that's a uh, professional bull riding. Yeah. That is a big deal. It uh, is. The company that's bringing that bull riding in here, 
Um, they did their first one in 2020 because uh, they were supposed to go in the Rosemont uh, Arena down in Illinois, which is a big arena. Um, and they came here just to, to get the event off the ground. Mm-hmm. They loved it here. They had a great fan base. And boy, did they put on a Las Vegas-style rodeo show, man. It was something else. I, I'm blown away. Yeah, and there's live entertainment after uh, yeah. after the bull riding each night. Not, not like, I mean, this is big-time entertainment, right? So uh, if, you, if you get a chance, check that out. All those events are on our website. If you go to our event calendar, you'll see. Um, you can look at look at details on each of those events right. or our Facebook page. I have to mention they have mutton busting. Mutton busting. Yeah. Right? Is that my saying that yeah, right? Mutton, mutton busting. busting. Yeah. yeah. 6 p.m. both yeah. nights. Yeah. Uh, you need a rodeo ticket, but it is hilarious. It's so much fun to watch those kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun that they still do it. A lot yeah. of rodeos have stopped doing that because they think, oh, it might be a little bit too dangerous. And if you don't know what mutton busting is, it's like they let little kids come out and they put a sheep in the bucking chute and mm-hmm. they let the kid put a helmet on them. Yeah. I let the kid come out and ride the sheep across the arena as it bucks, you know, and they, they watch it. They, they really just kind of run. Yeah, they just kind of <laughs> run. And if they're real little kids, there's always the, one of the rodeo kind of uh, bullfighter or clowns or whatever that'll help the kids. Yeah. And, um, it's a blast to watch. That's for sure. I saw one, what, uh, one time and there's a little kid that was getting ready on, on the, on the sheep. And all of a sudden it's like, I don't, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, They're not as soft as you think they are. Yeah, no, <laughs> so right. anyway, that is happening. Yep. We have to talk about rib fest. Oh, yeah. We are so excited for rib fest. Uh, I know everybody in the office is getting geared up for it. And, uh, but we have something new this year in, in regard to vote to voting. Oh, we do. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you've been to rib fest, if you haven't been, um, you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't been, you need to come. It's, it's easily the largest barbecue festival in the state of Wisconsin. And I'm going to say oh, probably yes. one of the largest in the country Are these, these barbecue vendors that, that go around to different competitions around the country said that, um, Elkhorn is if, if it, the only reason it's not the largest is it isn't as long as, as the one in Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. That's a 10-day event. We're, we were four days last year, five days this year. They said if we went 10 days, it would, we would be the biggest uh, barbecue festival in the country. And it's only six, this is only sixth time we've done it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I think last year was 100,000 people, 120,000 people, something like that. That's an estimate. You know, we kind of base it on the parking lots and how long, how many, how many times they turn over a day and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And then also the barbecue vendors kind of have an idea based on attendance at other events. You know, yeah. We don't charge for Ribfest to come in. It's free. And it's parking free is free. admission, free parking. Yeah. Right there, you have a win in your pocketbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially this year um, with yeah. soaring prices. But it is a win-win to bring the family to Ribfest. Yeah. And the point I'm trying to make is that because it's free, yeah. it's hard to count the number of people that come Correct. in. Correct, yes. So we base kind of attendance on what the sales are like for the barbecue companies. And cause they work all the other uh, big barbecue events, you have to pay to get in. So mm-hmm. they, they have an idea what, what the attendance probably was based on their sales. So it's a big, huge guess, but last year we're estimating hundred, 120,000. We're expecting more this year. Um, we've added a day. It starts on Wednesday, Ju- uh, July 13th, and it goes through Sunday, the 17th. Um, We've got more vendors this year. Last year, the lines kind of got crazy on Saturday. Um, but it seemed like everybody came on just it's, all at once. It did. It seemed like. And you kind of have a good theory about this. Yeah. Not a theory, but like, you know, you don't go to your favorite fish fry. Like oh, you yeah. said, I mean. You and I sat you, in a supper you do club. Go. Absolutely. You sat in a supper club and waited an hour and a half. 
for yes. a table. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you walk in a supper club on Friday night at six o'clock, yep. you expect to get a table. You're going to wait. You're going to wait. If it's a good, good supper club, yeah. right? Like there's a bad one. Um, yeah. But at any rate, same thing. So you wait in line and have a cold beer or cold soda or whatever and visit with your friends and get your food. And um, I didn't see too many. I mean, everybody was smiling, having a good time last yeah. year. There were a few people that just didn't, you know, appreciate that. But at any rate, that was on Saturday. And um, and so my our recommendation would be if, you, if you're coming just for the food, come on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. But don't come on Saturday. If you're just coming for the food, if you're coming for entertainment, Every Come day. every day. Every day is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, we've got great sort of headline bands, you know. We do. Yeah. Jerry we do. Pie, Seventh Heaven, Arch Allies, The Prince Experience. Prince Experience. Hillbilly Rockstars. Yeah, and those are just headliners. Yeah. You know, I mean, throughout the whole day. 25 bands. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 25 yeah. bands over the five days. Cameron Webb. Yeah, oh, he's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's going to be a great lineup yeah. every single day. Yeah. And we put the largest tent up like we could find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have shade. Yeah, it's 20,000 square foot tent. Plus we have our park sh- uh, picnic shelter. Uh, the park area of the fairgrounds is where it's held. Um, it's wooded. So there's tons of uh, tree shade. There's an artisan village where crafters are, you know, kind of home-based businesses are selling their stuff. And a carnival company, of course. Um, and like just different kids, kid activities, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so it's, it, you know, and, and, we, we encourage people to bring lawn chairs, but, you know, we know a lot of people don't think of it and they show up. And so we put out a couple hundred bales of straw and we stick a big sign on it that says free lawn chairs. And there people just grab yeah. a bale of straw and go, go sit down wherever and so they can eat and watch music. And it's very relaxed. One of the funnest festivals ever. It is. Yeah. It is a great, great yeah. time. And we've been to other ones, right? Yes. And this one by far is the it nicest succeeds. one. Yeah. It really, really yeah. does. It really and does. We, we really actually strive to make sure everybody does have a good time yeah. when they come, whatever event yeah, relax. that that you're coming to on the fairgrounds. But yeah. this year for Rib, for Rib Fest, um, we're doing voting a little bit yeah. different. So if you if, if you weren't aware, it is a national rib competition. So the big barbecue vendors come in and they they're competing for your vote, people's mm-hmm. choice. Uh, we do have some uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society judges that also judge, but the big thing is people's choice and. Um, so you come in and, and you vote for which one you like the best. Well, we used to do paper ballots, but this year it just, it just become too cumbersome. There's so many people that come and vote. I mean, right. um, so Counting we, for days, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we developed, uh, uh, we put a relationship together with a company that does an app called strive on. And so when people come here, they'll see a QR code or if you go to our website, we'll have it up there pretty soon. You'll be able to download the QR code to, to or the download or whatever, scan the QR code. Yep. Sorry, old man. Um, anyway, it, it brings you to Play Stores where you can you can put the app on your phone. Right. And you'll be able to vote for your favorite barbecue vendor. It has the music schedule. We have a motorcycle show on Thursday during Red Fest. Right. We do have the rib run. Yeah. And they you can vote for your favorite category of bike, you know, whether it's a chopper or a bobber or a bagger or whatever. There's like seven different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can vote there. And the only place you can vote, though, is when you're on the fairgrounds. This whole thing is geofenced so that um, you can't just sit at home and vote. So it's right. a fair it's thing. Right. It's legit. It's legit. <laughs> Don't be yeah. trying to do anything funky. Yeah, it won't work. <laughs> so uh, at any rate, uh, that that is a big change for Ribfest this year. Plus, uh, and, and you'll see that QR code. We're going to ha- try and blaster it everywhere. So oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like I said, it has a band schedules on there. It's kind of handy too. Right. Um, Check our social media, Facebook, um, and also yeah. the website, obviously, yeah. um, for that QR code yeah. and for the band schedule and for just everything. Right. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I mean, we're able to put that event on and not charge admission for it. That's how popular it is because people are just purchasing things all over the place. These barbecue vendors pay a lot of money to come mm-hmm. to. So people came in last year from Michigan yeah. um, and uh, and all over the state and yep. and out of state for yep. this. I mean, it's just grown into such a fun and um, and and safe environment. It's yeah. just it's just great. I love it. And the camping's taking off. You know, I know, you know I know. People come and camp for the whole rib fest. Right. They hang out and they come and have barbecue every day. And there's other kinds of food too. So it's oh, absolutely. A, yeah, you have to get your funnel cake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Funnel cake. We got what? We got uh, malts and ice mm-hmm. cream, and I think we got grilled cheese at Elkhorn uh, FFA alumni. Maybe the county FFA. Oh my gosh, I love alumni. those. But they're doing uh, grill and chill. Yeah. Uh, really good grilled cheese. Very very good shakes that kind of stuff. Um, there's we have one vendor out doing burgers and hot dogs, and there's pizza and stuff like that. But main thing is barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yep. And their and their menus are long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, they do have beef. Yeah, uh, beef ribs, ribs big question pork yeah. Rib, yeah that is a huge question and brisket that we get. Too. and brisket so, so people don't eat pork right you know uh, pulled pork of course they have the uh cheese fries they have the pulled pork on top of the cheese fries i mean anything it mac is mac and cheese mac and oh, barbecue baked we, beans i'm so hungry. homemade cornbread yeah one, of the, one yes. of the barbecue guys makes uh peach is it peach cobbler yes oh my goodness mm. that's something else yeah. But there's there's all kinds of stuff and they come up with crazy sandwiches and baskets with all kinds of different things in them and I think there's like uh barbecue nachos and you name it, man. I know it. Yeah. They've yeah, got so it. Like, They've got it. Yep. Mr. Greens won last year. Oh, he yeah. was he was grand champion last year. He was out of Milwaukee, food mm-hmm. truck guy. And uh it was so a shocker. crazy food truck and now from rib fest he's grown so much that he's opening his new restaurant yeah 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 in he, milwaukee yep he said just from coming to rib fest his business just blossomed mm-hmm. and to the point where he is opening up a restaurant but he had a tragic thing i don't he know did. if you saw this yeah did you he uh there's a bunch of a bunch of food trucks that have like a community kitchen mm-hmm. up in milwaukee and um him and like four or five other food trucks they share this kitchen to prep before they hit the road and they had a fire and it destroyed the place. And he lost Mr. Greens, Tom, Thomas Greens, his name, um, him and his wife uh, run it. Very nice people, but they lost a bunch of their kitchen equipment mm-hmm. and all of that. A pretty tragic fire. I know they're, they're doing some sort of a fundraiser at uh, Mr. Greens uh, barbecue. If you kind of search for him on Facebook or whatever, yep, you might be able to learn more up. about that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll but pop great up. guy, local guy, grand champion. I mean, going up against barbecue companies from all over the country. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. knocked it out of the park and it was good. I mean, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we have some new uh, ribbers coming in this year. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. So look for those. I mean, if you well, have talk, been let, here, yeah, let's talk about that. Cause you know, last year we had nine barbecue companies mm-hmm. here and the lines did get along on, on Saturday. Like I said, but we have 14 this year. Woo-hoo. So, and we added a day. So hopefully that, that'll kind of spread the business out a little bit. So there'd be a lot more variety to choose for people to choose from. Exactly. Yeah. Come and get your, your, your favorite. Um, but definitely try the new, the new kids on the block too. Yeah. They're not new to, you know, to the circuit, but new to us. Yeah. You know, and, and one of them, uh, one of the barbecue companies, MM and E, uh, barbecue, they, uh, 
we have another competition during Ribfest for people. We call it the community division. It's just backyard people that oh, yeah, let's think talk the barbecue is pretty good and they want to compete against each other. We, we limit it to 25 teams because... Hold, hey, oh, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Would you enter this if you if you could? Like if you weren't obviously working? Not anymore. Not anymore. I used to think my barbecue was really good. Yeah. Guess what? It's nothing compared to these guys. I've helped judge some of these mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man, I am not good at this. But... These guys, uh, the community division competition happens on Sunday. There's 25 teams, and they're judged by KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society, master judges. So they're competing against judges that rate, like, the world championships, right? These are these are the real deal. And first of all, and that's why we have to limit it to 25 teams. I mean, how many ribs can a judge try? Right, right. right. So, um, but... You know, you think about it, and you probably know somebody who thinks they're pretty much a, a, a grill master, a barbecue person, whatever. But now you got to put your your product up against 24 other teams and get rated on points and decide how you stand up to these other competitors. Right. All of a sudden, it's not, you know, hey, everybody knows somebody who told their kid that they're a really good singer, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're just not, you know? And pretty soon, the little kids sing a national anthem at a high school basketball game, and everybody's going, wow, who told that kid they can sing, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know, but you know what I mean, right? So so it's like barbecue, when cooking, you go over to somebody's house, hey, I'm doing some barbecue, da-da-da, and everybody's like, oh, it's so good, it's It's so so good, good." even if if it was terrible. And then people go home and then, you know, eat. (laughs) Yeah, let's get pizza. Uh, I'm just joking, but, But, you know, you get it, you get it. We've all been there. Yep, so 25 teams, they think they're good. They compete against each other. They get scored by professional master judges. Yeah, um, that's and some pretty serious stuff, right there. It is, and, and, and they get the the notes back too. Oh yeah, like, you know, yeah, to the improve. judges write write notes, not just a scoring. Like, okay, this was this, and and some of them, you know, can here. I would say the top eight teams in the community division last year scored higher than the professional teams. Wow. You know, and, and it's crazy. just too bad. Like the community guys come in, they, they can't sell to the public. They're not a licensed restaurant, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. It's just for the judges to try. Um, but there's a whole b- different thing between babysitting a couple racks of ribs all day. Ooh, no doubt. And, but... and doing hundreds of racks of ribs in a day too. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you got you to gotta judge fairly. So the um, one of the teams that, that competed here for a few years uh, is Jeff Murnack and his wife, I can't remember her first name right now. Mr. and Mrs. Murnack, uh, they started MM&E Barbecue, and uh, they are coming to, to in the pro division. So they'll be selling to the public here at Ribfest for the first time. That's so exciting. It really That's is. great for them. You know, Thomas Green and, and his his restaurant, uh, you know, his new restaurant is is largely in part of, of his accomplishments here at Elkhorn Ribfest. MM&E is coming in because they, you know, kind of, they, they, they mastered their art. Right. In part at Elkhorn Rib Fest. Exactly. Not all of it, of course. And here they are in the pro division. And that's a big game to get into. It is. You're serving a lot of people. So Absolutely. Anyway, it's exciting. It is. It's it's great for the community, too, that everybody, that a lot of people come in to the county, to the town, and um, visit our beautiful Walworth County and obviously the Walworth County Fairgrounds and just get to be a part of of our staff and um, that work here and it's it's the best. Yeah, we're like I think we're 19 days maybe away. Ooh, something like that. Have so much work work to do. Yeah, that's we do. For sure. It makes me sweat. That is right. I know. <laughs> my, I know. But it's it's good. It's great. So, that is for sure. So, um, what else do we have before we wrap up? Well, um, 
I think we should talk about, you know, this, this podcast and what people can expect out of it. I think, I think there's, um, like I said early on, there are a lot of myths and a lot of misconceptions about the fairgrounds and how things operate and things like that. And, and I think, you know, down the road, you're going to hear us talk about how concerts are selected. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's the process for picking out what artists are going to be in the grandstands? Because, you know, it's a highly praised and critiqued portion of the county fair. Why don't you, somebody will say, you know, we'll, we'll announce a band and somebody will say, why don't you get somebody good? Well, sorry, but maybe 70% of the population thinks that band right. is fantastic. Right. You know, there's 30 that don't, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but there's also some business reasons why those particular artists are chose mm-hmm. you know, tour history and things like that. And we can, we'll talk about those sorts of things. Um, we'll talk about uh, the fairgrounds and maybe financially how it operates and, and maybe even just physically how it operates or what, what it takes to behind the scenes to put an event on exactly. you know, like rib right. um, It doesn't just come together. I mean, it's a, it's a huge team of people and volunteers and board members and all those sorts of things that that have to come together. We'll talk about some of the details on that and what it's like. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we'll have guests on and um, yeah, keep it informative and fun, but what it takes to, you know, the challenges that, uh, that, that go on. Even some things, you know, a lot of people might not think about even a horse show, what it takes to just for the facility to, to accommodate a horse show when it moves Mm -hmm. Um, and I never knew so much about dirt. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> in my life yeah. as I do now. Yeah, the, the arena, the ground in the arena is, is a precious, precious thing. Sure you know, it takes, it takes, uh, takes some skill to make sure that's right for everybody. So Absolutely. yeah, that's what I think this podcast is going to be like. And, and we'll, I think dive into more detailed discussions about certain, certain topics too, that might be informative to people. So we hope you stay tuned and come back next time. And I think that's it. I think that uh, our time is up here. But uh, again, I'm Melody Judge. I'm Larry Gaffey. We wish you a blue ribbon day. 